1: Hey everyone, my name is Ian Simpkins It is Martin Luther King Jr. Day And it is a week of very special In-studio and on-the-phone guests Here on The Common Good everyone, welcome to the Common Good My name is Ian Simpkins, happy MLK Jr. Day uh, Brian Fromm is out of the country on his anniversary But I'll be here all week long with some very special guests You can find us on Facebook at the Common Good Radio Show 1160hope.com, on Twitter at Common Good Talk Plus we are podcasted, if you are a podcaster Please like, subscribe, and review That all does help us out very, very much But because it's MLK Day We have a very special on-the-phone guest Someone who's been on the show before Alvin Bibbs, welcome to the show, sir.
0: Oh, Good afternoon, and Delighted to join you, my friend.
1: We really, really appreciate it, man. Your interview, and I'll encourage people to go back and listen to it, was so phenomenal. But uh, for people who don't know who you are, would you just let people know who you are, what you do, what you're about, and where they can go to learn more?
0: Sure, sure. Again, uh, Reverend Alvin C. Bibbs, Sr. here. I'm the president and CEO of the Justice Journey Alliance, uh, we are just a wonderful organization that is really trying to reach, uh, this ever increasing population of people that are divided by race and injustice. Uh, you can reach us at our website at, uh, the the for more information there, but we're just firing it up, uh, trying to really wrestle with this issue of, of racism, discrimination, and a lack of equality within our society and mobilizing the local church and different faith-based organizations can come together like never before in the history of our country. And this is a time to do it right now, like never before.
1: I love it, I love it And we will have your website all of our Facebook page as well I cannot encourage you enough to take a look uh, I think what you're doing in the world Is so needed and so important And as I uh, open up my Facebook My feed is filled with Images of Dr. King and quotes of Dr. King yeah. And I, I read This letter from Birmingham Jail this morning Just says for me it's something I try to do every year Because it just hits me in different ways Every single year and you shared Last time you were on the show with us that you yourself actually had an encounter with Dr. King. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that?
0: Exactly. Today is a very significant day for all Americans and uh, definitely for me. Uh, When I was a young child growing up in the city of Chicago, I had the unique privilege of having an opportunity to meet Dr. King face-to-face. He was here in 1967 to support the street and sanitation workers here in Chicago. The racial tension across our country was probably at an all-time high. And if we're not careful, we're going to be revisiting that same tension here currently today. But during that time, he decided to preach at three different churches in Chicago. And one of those churches happened to be my former home church that I was raised in in my faith, etc., on the near enough side of Chicago in the Cabrini-Green community, the former Cabrini-Green community. At that time, my parents got winded of the fact that Dr. King was going to be in attendance on this particular day. So we got there super early. We had great seats. Uh, third row Center pew. I was there with my mom, my dad, and my other siblings. And I was actually sitting on my mom's lap because the church was just jam packed to capacity. People were all outside, hanging on the rafters, trying to get inside of this sanctuary to hear Dr. Martin Luther King deliver a very prolific message. Well, to make a long story short, Dr. King finally entered the sanctuary of the building, and my eyes as a young kid just zeroed in on Dr. King as he made his way up to the pulpit along with his entourage. Well, it was time for Dr. King to deliver one of those prolific messages. And in the midst of this message, he was challenging the congregation to take responsibility of the community, of the families, and also the next generation of emerging leaders. In the midst of that sermon, he pointed out into the congregation for this young child, to come and stand next to him as an example in his sermon text. Hmm. where well, this young person wouldn't come forward just being overly shy, did not want to leave the comfort of mom and dad, but that young person was me. So at the end of the service, I had a chance to go up and greet Dr. King along with my siblings and my parents, and he turned to my parents and he said, would you mind if I shared a prayer blessing over your child's life? Wow! Of course, my parents didn't ask me, they agreed, and this is <laughs> 1967, And so Dr. King was a short, stocky guy, but he had these huge hands. It was like he could palm two basketballs in one hand. And so, again, 1967, I had this huge, you know, Michael Jackson-type afro going. Dr. (laughs) King turned to me, and he took his right hand, and he placed it down on the top of my neatly shaped afro. We got to have a conversation about that when I get to the other side, because, you know, it takes a lot of work to work on the afro. And so he took his right hand, and he said a prayer of blessing, over my life that left a profound impact on who i am today in life and in ministry well the following year uh dr king was assassinated and my community literally just was in major chaos because of all the rioting that was taking place across the country in chicago and new york and la and detroit and other major cities well it was during that time i'll never forget because you know the mayor ordered the national guards to come into our community to keep potential rioters inside. He ordered them to tear gas, the entry point of all of the buildings. And if you lived on the first, second, and third floor, of those complexes, that tear gas began to creep through the cracks of the doors. And you had families with infant children that literally had to take their baby's heads and place them inside of freezers to get fresh air. Wow! And many of those innocent children lost their lives. And this was never, ever reported. And I'll never forget, and sitting in the corner of our apartment complex, thinking about what happened to me personally the year prior and what was happening then. And I thought to myself, I was balled up in that corner like a baby inside of his mother's womb. And I thought to myself, I'm never going to make it out of this community alive. And so I am so grateful for the life and the legacy of Dr. King because he prevailed in his movement and his message for economic and political and, and economic, you know, justice across the country in an unprecedented way, despite all of the obstacles. And if it wasn't for his voice, his prophetic voice, his wisdom, his talent, and just the, 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 the lessons that God allowed him to experience over the years to share with others, I couldn't even imagine what this world would be today wow. if we didn't have someone that God sent on this earth to represent him for justice and equality for all of god's people so i am just indebted and grateful that today that we could have an opportunity in to have a conversation you and i as brothers that's right to talk about the life and legacy of the one and only Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.
1: Man, oh man, that is powerful, man. Thank you for sharing that. We got just about a minute left. I'm wondering, what would you say to the people that are feeling some of that tension that you're talking about today? Like, what does the life and legacy of Dr. King mean in 2020 amidst everything that we're experiencing as a country?
0: The legacy of Dr. King really helped us to lift up two key values. And those two key values in is hope and love. Yeah. Hope and love. We still have a lot of hope within our society, within our world. Yep. And love prevails no matter what's going on around us. That's right. And through that love, we can exhibit a level of kindness and sincerity that is so pleasing to the heart of God that we can break down the walls of hostility and anger and frustration and come together as a people, as one. And that's the beauty of the legacy of Dr. King. It wasn't just about the issues of what was facing African-Americans. It was about the issues that was facing all Americans. And we all have the gift and the ability to bring hope and continue to love one another into the future. That's the legacy of Dr. King.
1: Man, oh, man, that is powerful. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us on the show. This has been Alvin Bibbs, president and CEO of the Justice Journey Alliance. If you're not familiar, I cannot encourage you enough to go check them out. They're doing just incredible work, not only here in Illinois, but around the world. Alvin, thank you so much for joining us, brother.
0: Oh, thank you. Have a great rest of the day.
1: You as well, man. appreciate it. And you're listening to The Common Good in the week of guests here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life.